0: First day of March and a great day to talk some Michigan football. It's always a good time to talk some Michigan football. Michigan, the national champs, uh, 18 of those champs are in Indy for the Combine. And we have former Wolverine Jerry Diorio, who is with us live and on the line. It's great to see him. Jerry, how's it going? Couldn't be much
1: better, Denny. I mean, I am very, very blessed. I'm sitting here in uh, sunny Miami Beach, Florida, North Beach. I'm looking out at the ocean, uh, the palm trees blowing. I'm a, I've been a very blessed young man, and uh, one of the great blessings was going to Michigan. So,
0: North Beach. I have heard a lot about South Beach, and I uh, spent a couple hours, six, seven years ago down there but i hadn't really heard of north beach what, what's the 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 difference similarities and, and differences between north and south beach well the little i know denny i think that south
1: beach is a little bit more uh of the entertainment center as far as the uh um the heat is concerned oh. and and downtown there for that and then and then the beach is uh kind of, probably a little bit younger crowd but uh here um right on the i i, I couldn't be happier right on the beach right on the uh uh, on the beach, and um uh, it's just say uh, very quiet here in North Beach, and uh, it's
0: nice. nice. I had a little bit, I don't know what you'd call it uh, maybe culture shock for me. We were sitting there and to see everybody. I was surprised at just how small the like the swimsuits are. I I'm like you know, in Michigan, you go to the you know, I've been to the beach, but then I went to south beach and and there there were there were no costa there were no swimsuits. like where are they all at? But you know, hey, I, that's that's the, that's what the natives were. Uh, that's what that's what everybody was wearing. So what am I going to do? Tell everybody, hey, cover up, whatever. But uh, that's what they were going with. That was five six years ago. So I don't know how different it is now.
1: No comment. <laughs> okay, that's a good move. Hey, so, Denny, Danny, some of these bathing suits I don't think have a back because they're just they're just covering the front. They're nothing covering the back. So I, I you know, no comment.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you don't need coverage back there, you know. Maybe they're cheaper. Get a deal, half off. They're not a whole lot up top either, but you know, hey, it's all right. It's okay. What's it, 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 what's going on? I, I'm all right. I, 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 I got to be careful, Denny. I'm I'm you know I'm here <laughs> with my
1: wife, and uh, um, just gotta be careful about that kind of stuff. No comment.
0: Yeah, I survived, so you know, I, I made it through, and everything that was good. So. We've got a pair of things to talk about today. One is Ohio State, and we're going to get Jerry's early read on just how Michigan stacks up versus Ohio State in 24. Ohio State, it's been Ohio State all over in this offseason. They're the offseason champs. They hit the transfer portal. They spent more money than, you know, opened up Fort Knox down at Columbus, and uh, they've bought every player, and they are uh, just ready to go. And uh, you look, we've got the way too early college football rankings up there right behind Georgia. That is where Ohio State sits. So we'll see how Jerry thinks Michigan stacks up versus uh, Ohio State coming up next year, a game that will be played in Columbus. But we're going to start with what is going on presently. And that is the combine in Indianapolis. And you have 18 Wolverines. And you figured – that because Michigan was the national champs that they would be talked about a lot in Indy. I would add in Jerry that you have Rich Eisen who works for the NFL network and he's in a, a pig and slop down there enjoying all, every time somebody comes up with a he loves just watching those forties and, and talking about the 40 times and 18 Wolverines there. I mean, he is in uh, heaven. It's a little bit of a victory lap. For, for Michigan fans, and you might not have thought about it, but everybody celebrating the national championship, talking about Michigan, and so uh, it, it's nice to to remember January the 8th and what Michigan accomplished.
1: Yeah, Denny, you know, we said it all along that this was a team of professionals, and I think we've been vindicated. I mean, 18 kids going to the NFL Combine, uh is a remarkable number and um you know i i listened to you and scar earlier today or uh, or earlier uh, this week and um you know i can i can see 15 nfl players off that team and and you think about that 15 players in the nfl off of a a 22-man rotation prime you know it was supposed to be a 22-man rotation really it was a 40-man rotation but um 15 kids going into the NFL would be remarkable, would be a remarkable feat. And, uh, you know, I also heard you and Scar talk about it was uh, little Schumbechler Hall in Indianapolis with all the coaches and the players all there. You know, and and don't kid yourself. That's huge in recruiting. That's going to be huge in the uh, transfer portal. And it's going to be huge for NIL. So that's a remarkable year. It's going to pay dividends long past where we're at now. And, and um, just, you know, it, it was just a phenomenal year. Phenomenal year.
0: Speaking of Scar, you're talking about Jim Sully, the, the former Wolverine who right now is joining us on Wednesdays. And somebody asked a question. It was Papa who said oh. he recalled old Scar back in October discussing the serious mustache he wore back in his playing days and according to Papa, he says Scar said he would grow it back if Michigan won the Natty. Now, I have just texted Scar and he has responded to me. I guess you can't read that. So I will read it. Uh, the feedback uh, Scar says they win a Big Ten championship and I'll grow it back. Now, I'll have to go back if he said that and now he's saying, well, now they got to win a Big Ten title. Uh, Papa. So I, I don't know. I, I, think you, you know, you recall and I kind of recall it myself, but if I can find the wording, we'll, uh, we'll press him a little bit more on him saying, uh, get a national or, uh, sorry, get a big, another big 10 championship that, which would be four in a row, obviously. So, uh, so there you go.
1: Papa. Are you sure? Are, are you sure you want to see scar with a mustache? Are you sure about that, Papa Q? Because I'm going to text him and remind him of that uh, promise to grow that uh, '70s style uh, mustache that he used to uh, sport when I when I was with him uh, back in the day. So we're gonna we're gonna get on him, Papa Q. But are you sure you want to see Scar with a '70s style mustache? That's Jerry, that's the question,
0: Jerry. You're all tan and you know down there and uh, North Beach and everything else, so you probably don't want to grow a mustache, but. Uh, Ever did you ever did you ever sport any facial hair? Yes,
1: I did. I actually uh, um, during COVID I had a full beard, and uh, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was it was the first time I ever really uh, grew a full one. I tried to grow one in college, but it was a summer beard—some are here, some are there, some are you know all <laughs> over the place. And then uh, I, I did try a mustache, eleven on each side. It was a football mustache, you know, eleven on this side and eleven on that side. So I, I quit that facial stuff. Okay,
0: I like you're. Hey,
1: Kent, yeah. Kent, you're trying to get me in trouble. Kent, yeah. you're trying to get me in trouble. I personally like the tiny suits. You're trying to get me in trouble, Kent. I ain't biting,
0: though. No. Oh, yeah. Jerry's reading off of the – I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm like, wait a second. What are you talking about? Well, let's get to – out of those 18 Wolverines, the The draft is coming up. It's, it's in Detroit this year. What a, a great year to have the draft. You have – five, six quarterbacks, maybe seven quarterbacks, a record number that can be taken in the first round. You have a, a hometown player in JJ McCarthy who is uh shooting up draft boards. Uh, and you also have a, a ton of wide receivers. And then the the lions are coming off their best season in 66 years. I mean, this is a great time. Hopefully we have some weather like we've had around here. You wouldn't know about that, Jerry, but we've had some nice weather around here in February and today to kick off March. So uh, it is just going to be spectacular. But what I want Jerry to think about it for a second. Uh, uh, guys that you think will be uh, undervalued. I just talked about McCarthy shooting up the boards. Is there anybody else you think that could or be undervalued when you uh, when you speak of Michigan and the uh, the draft and with the combine that's top of mind? I do want to tell you, every, everybody, that this also should be top of mind, and that is joining up the Maze and Blue Review you do that and you talk Michigan all day and all night. And it starts immediately with that kind of conversation over on the den. Plus articles, the latest of what's going on in recruiting who Michigan's really after what's going on with the transfer portal. What's going on with basketball and the latest with Jawan Howard, Ward Manuel is always, uh, uh talked about. I think uh, there's a thread at least once every other hour, somebody, uh, putting a question up about the Michigan athletic director so all of that is up there to uh to get to and we want to see you over there join the Maize and blue review today by going to michigan to get that done all right 18 invitees and you had Chris Jenkins running a 491 there was nobody that weighed more than uh, 299 that ran better than Jenkins and overall he was fourth best so he acquitted himself just fine, and you know, personality is not part of it. I don't know. I guess the meeting room maybe it could be, but if I'm ranking Jenkins on the on a personality scale, Jerry, of one being a dud and ten being, you know, just the the kind of guy that's going to light up a room, Jenkins is a ten. I agree with you, Denny. I, I, I'm going to tell
1: you. The, the, the only reason Jenkins I think is not being talked about as much um, in that first or second position of defense alignment is because when you look at the interior defense alignment on the board right now, there's some pretty good ones. There's that Brandon Fisk or uh, he, he was a transfer from Western Michigan who went down to Florida state. And I think I mentioned him a few times this year. Yeah, you um, did. He is a very good ball player. And, and from what I've seen, from the reports coming out of the combine, is he lit it up? He lit it up one after the other. Um, the two kids from Texas uh, were good. And, and the thing that amazes me, the thing that really just stands out, is how big these guys are and how fast they are. It's incredible how much speed um, these guys are are moving, uh, or how much weight they're moving at that kind of speed. I mean, it's almost dangerous. But uh, there, there's some, there, there's some really good defensive prospects. I could see. Chris Jenkins, to me, kind of reminds me um, of, um, oh gosh, now I can't even think of his name, uh, with the Rams. Um, Aaron Donald? uh, You betcha. You betcha. Uh, You know, you think about it. You know, Jenkins came in as an edge rusher. He he was the edge, and they moved him down. I mean, you talk about a guy who completely developed as a football player, and it was uh, Chris Jenkins. I mean, he came in as an edge at 240. And all of a sudden, he's the strongest player on the uh, Michigan football team his senior year and um, um, playing defensive tackle. So I see a lot of upside with Chris Jenkins. I I, I I don't I don't think it's a miss anywhere with Chris Jenkins. I think he's going to be a great, great player. And, and to be honest with you, I think that's the guy uh, I would say is the most undervalued. Not that we don't have other people that are undervalued in this uh, draft, but the most I think. JJ, um, if you're taking JJ, if you're getting JJ as the fifth quarterback in the draft, I think you're you're a very lucky team. I think that's going to be a very, uh, a very good quarterback, long-term quarterback, and uh, I think he could do some really good things. Again, I think the Bears are, and, and maybe the Saints are, are the two best fits. If I'm the Bears, I'm taking Marvin Harris number one. I'm trading JJ down a few, and I'm taking him second, and that's your competition with uh, uh fields if you want if you want fields to compete put jj behind him i guarantee you they are going to get the best out of both of them um the other one zach zinner i think there's a lot of people a little bit hesitant or moved him down a little bit uh because of his uh his uh, leg problem but i think he is a uh, um uh, uh i think he could be an undervalued guy and, and the guy i've said all along um that is very undervalued and has been very very undervalued all along because of Zenner and because of all the other offensive linemen with them is Keegan. I think Keegan is, he's got a nasty spell to him. There's something about that kid I just really like, and and I think he's got a nasty spell. The the other one that's uh, really turned some heads this year is um, uh, Roman Wilson. Uh, Roman Wilson lit it up in the the, uh, uh, north-south game. And and everything I'm hearing from him, I mean, I was listening to Dan Patrick today. My wife loves Dan Patrick, so I'm listening to Dan Patrick, and they're talking about Roman Wilson being the fastest player in the combine. I didn't realize he was that ba- uh, that fast. Uh, so I think uh, Roman Wilson uh, uh, could uh, could be a surprise there. Um, Mike Sanders still, yeah. Somebody's up. Uh, uh, Michael Wilson's putting up there about Michael Sanders still. I didn't put him up as really. Uh, underrated because I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go quick. I think between, um, um, uh, Minner, McDonald, hardball, Sanders still is going to come off quick.
0: Wow. Uh, lots that you went through there. I, I'll go back to Jenkins. I, I do remember when he was coming in and the, the thing is, is his uncle played in the pros, a defensive tackle. And so did his dad. And they were over 300 pounds and you you mean you look at Chris and he's thinking he can grow into that body and he didn't quite get as big as his his dad or uncle but even if he didn't run a very fast 40 and, and I don't know a, a 40 for a defensive tackle it's fine just to see him go through it but I would put on the tape of the Rose Bowl in the fourth quarter when when Jenkins ran down Jalen Milrow from behind for I don't know the eight 10 yards he was downfield and the burst because he was in the backfield, he probably had to run, you know, twenty yards to get to him. I, it's incredible, when it came down to Jenkins and I. There were at least three or four times watching Michigan just back over the the last two years where he, I would look and I'd say, "Wow, who's that downfield?" And it's ninety four, sprinting downfield and and tackling running backs. Uh, I know Kenneth Grant did it against Penn State, <laughs> which really. Stood, stood out. out of my mouth, but it and Jenkins did it too, and and it was very impressive the way that he did that with Milrow. So I agree with everything that you had to say there. And, and Zinter, people might be a little gun shy because of the injury, but they also know that that's something that's going to uh, heal up. And you know Keegan, that's why when those guys were coming back last year, you get you get two pro guards, and and then you're thinking this is going to be. This is really going to be something. Everybody knows I was the leader of the Roman Wilson uh, fan club. So if I'm picking somebody, I am going to an undervalued Wolverine in the draft. I am going to go to Trent Jones, who wore number 53 at Michigan. Now, I was surprised that I guess you, you could say he got beat out. Uh, and, but late in the year, they needed him. After Zinter got injured in the Ohio State game, it was Trent A. Jones that took over at right tackle, and he played great, not good, great against uh, Alabama. No and a couple you. of those defensive ends, I would think that when you're watching the tape and the the, the top defensive end, I know Chop Robinson's over there, but they uh, the guy from Alabama, Trent A. Jones handled him. Yeah. What else yeah. do you want? You got you to gotta say, oh, well, how's he going to do against these uh, NFL defensive ends? He's going to do pretty good. And he did pretty good against uh, Washington in the championship game. So I, I don't know if he's going to get drafted. Man, I would have him uh, on the board as an undrafted free agent. And I think that Trent A. Jones will uh, surprise people in the NFL. And it wouldn't surprise me if he started. He's an unbelievable athlete. He's smart. And uh, and then he, he came to play in the biggest games for Michigan. I I I think he could be out there and
1: yep.
0: be a starter. You know, Denny, I'm,
1: I'm, I met him after the uh, national championship game, and uh, I never I never realized how big he really is. I mean, he is a man. He is a mammoth man, um, tremendous size. And like you said, I I, I agree with you, Denny. He's uh, he could be the sleeper right there because he's he. Uh, When he came in, he came in in very adverse time and uh, um, really put together some solid, solid performances. I mean, top-notch performances. So yeah, Denny, I I would agree with you. Um, Jones, uh, he, he could be the biggest sleeper.
0: Trepa is asking how many of these players at the combine were able to stay an extra year because of COVID. Now, All of these guys, I'm just looking through here. I don't think Michael Barrett, he had a sixth year, so he did get, he used his uh, COVID season. And uh, I think everybody else could have come back. Even Kojo, who was a 19, he could have used that. um, And I I don't know if Josh Wallace could have because he was a, a grad transfer, but I actually think that everybody who went actually could have come back. I, I thought even Ladarius, maybe Henderson, he was a grad transfer, or maybe he couldn't have, uh, Barrett couldn't have, and um, maybe Nugent as a grad transfer, but I think everyone else actually could have come back if they wanted to.
1: Could you imagine? Can you in michigan next year with all these guys coming back but uh no, no. they these um they, there was a there was a special group i mean uh i think you, i think you'd have to put would, would Barner have been able to come back um yeah yeah i don't know i i thought he was able to you know I now that you mentioned and now that we were talking about it yeah i think you, you're right he could have come back but you know there are a couple guys in there that i think should have come back um you know i i was um I was an undrafted free agent after my senior year, and I went to the Denver Broncos, and, um, you know, it, it, there's a reason why pro football players make as much money as they do. They're all pretty doggone good. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, uh, that's a special uh, fraternity to play in. And, and uh, I think some of our guys could have been a little bit better off coming and staying around, getting one more year in.
0: Jerry froze for a second, but he looks good. Maybe he'll come back in a second.
1: Danny, can you hear me now?
0: Yeah. You froze up just for a I couple seconds.
1: You for a second.
0: Yeah. You did just for a second. You were talking about just how good some uh, you have to be to be in the NFL.
1: I mean, it, it, it's incredible how, how good these players are. And, and they're just getting bigger and faster and stronger every year. Um, I mean, I remember some of those guys that I saw and, you Know coming out of Michigan, uh, we were, I think, we were the second ranked team in the nation rushing the ball. I, you know, we feeling pretty good about myself and uh, and uh, didn't get drafted. I don't, you know, I thought I did pretty well at the combine, but didn't get drafted. And then I signed with Denver. Um, and I, it, it's amazing how good these ball players are. These uh, pros are they're they're just they're 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 elite. You,
0: elite. Know, you can get. Money to come back now with with name, image, and likeness. So it's a different ball game, but still, and Michael Barrett came back, and so he had, but he had such a tremendous year. You wonder, you know, if more players and, and Jack Tuttle was a, awarded a, a seventh year, but I just look at the there's two players not with Michigan, but they are both Big Ten players. One Zach Eady, the big seven four, center for Purdue. He actually has yeah. another year. And he's a great college basketball player. He's going to be the two-time player of the year in college basketball. And he's going. Now, I would think Purdue, whatever the record is for NIL, uh, for basketball at, at Purdue or in the Big Ten, that would be the guy that I would have stacked the money up and said, hey, anything you want. I, I don't even know, 4 or $5 million, what he would be worth. And the other player is with the the Iowa Hawkeyes and Caitlin Clark the the outstanding scorer who will shoot from anywhere on the floor, you know, she's declared to the WNBA and she could come back and I would think Iowa. I don't know what the record is for for uh, women's college basketball, but she would set it. And and but you know those, I like, you know yeah, you're in college, you want to go pro. Yeah, there's an example. I would think that those would have been two that would have.
1: Uh, if I'm Iowa. I'm I'm gonna to try to get Caitlin um, back any way I can. Have you seen some of the numbers that are coming out as far as the attendance of, yeah. of these games? It, it's incredible. She's sell- I'm gonna say she's selling out the uh, um stadiums. Um what a money grab. And, and that's why and that's why NIL revenue sharing is so important, these kids. Are are so dis- disciplined, dedicated, and, and doing so much for the university. It was a shame not to give these, uh, the, the, to give the players uh, anything and and, and or, or any compensation at all. And um, I think, um, I think if I'm Iowa, I'm going to try everything in my power to get her back.
0: Yeah, I know she said that she's gone. That equates to money. You that can't. equates to money. They sold out the the Big Ten tournament. The women, like in the first day, everything, everywhere she goes, I mean, she's a a rock star and everything else. I hear you about that. It does show you as well. Like with the men's game, I like college basketball. I enjoy this month month as much as everyone, but I turn the games on and I look at and I don't know pretty much. Uh, guys could be in the top twenty five. I don't know who Hunter Dickinson is from Kansas, but I don't know who the rest of his teammates college basketball, women's game, they stay around for two, three. Or they stay around for four, and in this case, you know, sometimes five years, and you have that name recognition. I'm fine with, with uh, player empowerment and everything, but it does hurt the game. It would be nice if you could see them stick around for three years and oh, they're yeah. paid. So I don't know. How well, curious- I think
1: that's what NIL and, and uh, revenue sharing is going to do. I think you're going to see more and more people. I think of of those 18 guys that went to the Combine, you know, they're gonna be a couple of hurt feelings at the end of uh, uh two days next year, at the end of summer camp. And uh they're gonna re rethink their decision. And uh, and I think the NIL, the uh, revenue sharing, that's gonna cost people to stay along uh stay around a lot more. Look at Zenerx came back this year. Uh Corum came back. Those were those were unexpected uh, um uh nice surprises last year. So uh I, I'm all I, I love the uh the NIL and I love the uh, revenue sharing idea.
0: Jerry Ladarius Henderson here's a question. He he started at Michigan. He was a little bit banged up at the beginning of the year, but he got out there and then was uh, Michigan's starting left tackle. So you're starting left tackle on a championship team. You're thinking, hey, this guy's got a spot in the NFL. From when what you've seen of him, uh, he is not expected to go in the uh, in the early rounds. But you think uh, Henderson? could be somebody that would be looked at as uh, somebody who could make it in the league.
1: I think uh, uh, Henderson, um, if he's going to make it in the league, I think he's going to have to go at a guard position. I I, I just think he's going to have to um, be ready to move to a guard. Um, And and I think that would be probably his best avenue to uh, get into the uh, – NFL. Let me, uh, Denny. I'd like to uh, uh, share a uh, little bit here. Let's share a screen for you. So, if you want to put some advertising up there, you're more than welcome to. But let me. Uh, I'd like to share the screen here real quick, if you don't mind. Do
0: it. Let's do it. Throw it up there.
1: Okay. So here is a a, um, a, a site I saw, or I came across as far as the uh, uh, the draft board. Can you see it up here, Denny? Yes. Okay. Yes, and so you can look at all these different teams and, and uh, who's going where and what, what their draft uh, status is. And um, th- this is w- what, what I'm looking at right now. And uh, these are the players that um, are um, look to be uh, drafted. Uh, you can see Junior Colson. I think that's a good one right there. Um, mm. Stanislaw, I think, is going to move up. I don't think he's going to be there. Um, but I think right about here, down are bubble players in my opinion those are the bubble players in my opinion uh harold henderson wallace jones barnhart when i say bubble players that you know what i mean they're they're, they're gonna make it or they're gonna they're gonna make it by what they do uh during the camp and really uh, have to impress people Uh mcgregor is another one that might be on the bubble there uh he, he's gonna be real close but um other than that, I, I I think there's a good chance that uh, they're all gonna they're all gonna stay. They're all gonna make the uh, NFL teams.
0: Well, let me ask you the question that I asked Jim Scarcelli. Scarcelli wanted to bet me, and so we did make a bet. A scar said that there will be more than 15. Michigan's got 18 players there. Uh, I, I said less than 15. So if it's over 15, Scar gets the burger. Less than 15, I do. So what would you say about uh, the 18 players? How many do you think? Now, you just said you think all of them have a chance to – and they can do it at the camp, but you also know how it works. How many of those guys do you think you're going to get?
1: Drafted? I'm going to have to uh, – uh, it, it's going to get uh, – that's 15 is tough. That's a fifth. That's a tough number to hit uh, yeah. making the team. Um, but, Denny, I'm going to go over 15. I'm going to bet you the, the hamburger too. Scarlike's, uh Burger King, I heard. So uh, we'll 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 let you off the hook and get two for five or something like that, or you know, if we get the fifteen, if we get the over fifteen number.
0: If it's me, we're going to a, a nice burger place.
1: I, I kind of figured that, then You know, there's got to be a nice place down there in Dexter, huh?
0: Oh, there are quite we're a few there. places in Dexter. I right? bet there are. I old, bet there are. When old Scar said BK, you know, I, I didn't I didn't throw him, uh you know, the places that I wanted to go, but I, I'll, I'll. uh I'll have to do that. The, the moose is in agreement with you. Yeah, I, I, I think. I, I think I'm with the scar over fifteen. Okay, so the other thing we said we we're going to talk about is Ohio State. And Ohio State, they've had a nice off season of acquiring players. They got running backs. They got uh, picked up a quarterback, which we're going to uh, get to, and, and and they've got outstanding wide receivers and. You know, when when rival fans when, when Michigan fans blast Ohio State, I watch them, you know, back and forth on the internet. Michigan fans love calling Ohio State soft and it kills Ohio State. Like it kills them. You know, to hear that, there's always a little bit when you you have your rival that's like needling you, there's always a little bit of truth to what's going on there. And so the label of soft for Ohio State, but Michigan's beat them three times in a row and Ohio State, they're going to be, it looks like, they, the number two team in the country, and they'll have Michigan at home. Uh, are, are you thinking that Michigan should concede that game here on March the 1st to the Ohio State Buckeyes, Jerry?
1: Yeah, but let's play it anyways. Um, so uh, <laughs> just busting you a little bit,
0: Danny. Danny, uh, you know,
1: it seems to me that Ohio State has embraced this Blame everybody, but what's actually happening on the football field? Uh, Last year, they blamed the offensive coordinator, and they blamed, and they tried to blame Kyle McCord. I'm I'm going to try to show you a couple couple passes that McCord threw, that a few passes that McCord threw that were were brilliant, were were brilliant. And and if I think Ohio State stepped down on their quarterback, I, I you got Kyle McCord who just went through. An 11 and one season, and got beat by Michigan in the big house. His first game, um, I didn't. I didn't think Kyle McCord cost them that game. I think Kyle McCord performed pretty well, to be honest with you. And you see some of the throws that he made in that game were pretty spectacular. So when Ohio State is all giddy about bringing in Kansas State quarterback versus Kyle McCord, let's think about this. Kyle McCord's already seen the Michigan defense. He's already aware of what that defense can do. This guy is coming in, talking a lot of stuff too, by the way. That's going to be all over the billboards in Ann Arbor when uh, when they come together. Um, but um, What's going to be over the billboards? Uh, all that he's saying. You know, he came out. When he came out and he said, I'm going to Ohio State, he said something about we're going to beat that team up north or some kind of stuff right off the bat. Um he, he, I think he's going to talk a little bit more, and he's going to have a lot of billboard stuff or a lot of uh, bulletin board stuff up there at the in the Michigan uh, in Schomburgler Hall. I think uh, he's going to say some stupid things, but he hasn't seen a defense even close to this. And uh, you got uh, um, um, Wink Martindale coming in, and you can basically say Wink taught Mike McDonald and 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 Zenner, and, and Minner. Uh, we've got him on the staff. So the defense is going to be um, just fine. Uh, probably, probably the best defense in the country. So this guy coming in, talking this stuff already, I think Ohio State did a disservice to themselves running Kyle McCord out, to be honest with you. And I, I think it's going to have something to do with uh, recruiting too.
0: Here is uh, a, a Buckeye fan who says it's about the other games, not the Michigan game. He well, said, Keep Howard, thinking,
1: that way. Keep thinking said, that way. He
0: said, Howard, all, all through my
1: history, all through my history in this game, that's all we ever thought about. As a player, coaches, every day there was something about Ohio State on our mind. So it's nice to say that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, that's where it all comes
0: down to. Well, I think when it comes down to Ohio State, they got a lot of uh, fancy pieces. They've got the car. And I can actually understand why they are so confident with the amount of talent that they've brought in and the success that they've had at the quarterback position. I recall that in 2019, that i thought that it was um, i don't know if michigan was ever going to win a game against ohio state again the unbelievable run that osu had with the quarterbacks uh, one after the other and if the the starter got hurt the backup was good and the backup got the, the backup got hurt they even brought the third string guy in and he had success at some point and then going into 2019 michigan had the game at home ohio state had a new coach they had a new quarterback and michigan had a returning starting quarterback, and they gave up 56 points and lost the game. I just thought that Michigan was never going to win another game. My point to all of that is it's hard to get the quarterback position right. And they they finally, last year, they didn't get, like, the, the great play. It would have been an okay play and develop them, and now they've moved on and they get another guy. So and, now
1: you've got a whole new system for a whole new quarterback. So
0: back to square one. I'm glad well, for that. And, and that's it. You... you I was uh, the year before when Shea Patterson came in. Hey, five-star quarterback, uh, like Michigan and Michigan fans, rightfully so, they were pretty excited about him, getting this guy in. This guy's supposed to be one of the. And Shea Patterson couldn't throw the ball downfield uh, in the pocket, and and that didn't work. I mean, he was all right, but he wasn't a, the the kind of guy who was going to uh, lead you to a championship. Certainly not a national championship, and. I have watched the uh, quarterback from Kansas State, Will Howard. I watched him play against TCU in that Big 12 championship game, and that was a hell of a game. They were going back and forth, and uh, and, and, and he's big, and he can run, but that doesn't mean he's going to be able to uh, translate at Ohio State, and he's just going to come in, and he's going he might be. But my point about all of that is that they've had such a run that they don't, don't understand that you don't just put guys out there under center and they give you that that championship type play. It is hard now. Michigan has to replace their own. The reason I feel pretty good about Michigan and the system is that they came out. If it was just JJ, and you'd say, "Wow, now Michigan's in trouble," but they did it. Also with McNamara, with the with the same kind of way that they're going to be playing this year, which you know makes me feel good. I still, you know, the quarterback position is a. Uh, a a pretty big focus, you know, for U of M, as you know, but all of that, I just threw a lot at you, Jerry, but you know, that's, that's the way I feel about it. OSU doesn't necessarily mean that you just get another quarterback up there and he's going to play like the quarterbacks have for the last 20 years. He might play Howard might play like McCord did last year. He might not be, uh, you know, the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, with Michigan, their system, I feel all right because they were able to do it with a, I don't know, a game manager, a little bit better than a pedestrian quarterback in, in Cade McNamara, but it sounds like I'm knocking him. I'm not. You know, he deserved uh, the accolades of being able to get Michigan uh, to the college football playoff. So, you know, there we go. Denny, I think
1: when when you have a quarterback that went through the season and McCord did, I mean, there's 11 wins under his belt in the Big Ten beat Notre Dame in South Bend, Um, beat Penn State. This guy was not a – he was no joke. And And if we get time, I'm going to show you some nice throws that he made. My opinion, I think they're stepping back. They have to start all over now with a new offensive coordinator, blame the offensive coordinator. Then you have to start all over with a new quarterback. Uh, spring ball ain't all that much. It's only twenty practices, fifteen and pads, so uh, they got a lot of work to do. I love where we're at. I love where we're at with our quarterback situation. We got a quarterback and OG that can run you over. You know, we we I heard you Scar, heard Scar talk about you know about co- uh, coaches that feel bad when their quarterbacks get hurt because they run them so much. And, and I understand that. That's why I've always liked the big. Uh, quarterback that can, you know, the Josh Allen's. I had a quarterback when I was at Lakeview. Um, um, Goodman, he was a linebacker for me. He played linebacker for me. I liked the running quarterback. So, uh, and we didn't, and we didn't mess around. We ran the quarterback a lot, and, and the reason why we did was it was it worked. It was effective. It makes the defense adjust and have to play that run uh, that quarterback. And with Orgie. It's a big boy. Um, it's going to take a lot to uh, to knock him out. And uh, we've got uh, uh, two other ones that are going to be competing with this quarterback position. Um, you know I, how I feel about Denigal. Uh, I, you know, I think he can run. I think he can run. I don't. I, I. I would not shy away from him wearing the ball. I seen him put his shoulder down. I like him uh, running the ball, and I like him throwing the ball. He's got a rifle. He can throw the ball. I've seen him a few times. And back in the summertime when he went against JJ in in that competition. So and then you got the uh the experience with uh um um So you got three really good quarterbacks in a system that they're very, very familiar with, with the coaches that know who they are. I feel much better about where we're at with the quarterback position than where they're at.
0: Well, Howard is a, a dual threat guy. He no doubt will run and he's big. He's 6 foot 5. So, uh, he's the he's looking to throw first, but he can run and he's a big. Uh, you know, you mentioned Josh Allen, I was thinking, wow, he kind of has the measurables of Josh Allen, but we have time for that tape. Jerry, Don says that Howard was told to leave Manhattan because they were going to play a younger guy next year and he was also beat before uh, they had Martinez. I, I don't know if that's actually true. They told him to take off or whatever else. Uh, what I was reading is he was deciding to go pro, but then Ohio State opened up, and there he was. So uh, so there it is. Uh, but you do have uh, – Go ahead. Let's look at some of that tape.
1: Uh, okay. I'm going to show you two incompletions that McCord threw that would have blown the game open. If, uh, um, no, let me let me get this one. That would have blown the game open if, if McCord would have thrown the ball where he was supposed to throw the ball. Uh, I hope I got the right one. I might have to cancel this one, Denny.
0: That's all
1: um, right. Oh, boy. Give me a second here, Denny.
0: Take Just your time. Okay.
1: Take your time
0: because I can then emphasize, even to Buckeye Garrison, because then what he can do, is he can get the special pass to go to Rivals, and he can learn everything about Ohio State down there with the all-access pass to Rivals. But yeah, go to michigan.rivals.com. You can see uh, Buckeye Garrison. Obviously, you like what uh, the opponents are saying about you. Check it out, the Maize and Blue Review, and go to michigan.rivals.com. And we are talking about Ohio State all the time when it comes down to the uh, posting board there. All right, Jerry, what do we got? What are we looking at? Okay, these, these first few throws are, are are
1: good throws by McCord that were completions. I mean, here's one to Marvin Harrison. Now, remember, this is Will Johnson, arguably the best corner in college football.
0: I, I call okay. him Maserati Marv.
1: Okay, this is, this is John, uh, uh, Johnson against marvin harris watch the placement on this throw here this is a great throw look at we we even have a a safety coming over so johnson even knows he's got a little bit of help this is great coverage there's nothing wrong with that coverage at all throws a back shoulder uh um inside slot fade this is a very difficult throw against great competition on the road in the winter time, and he hits it. That's a heck of a throw right there. That's Will Johnson on him with mm. uh uh who is that? Um Page coming over. Yeah. Okay. Always love seeing that one. Okay. That was kind here's of her. another one. Here's another one with the sit here's another Ohio State Buckeye going to the NFL. Stover running right down the seam against Michigan, watch the ball placement McCord puts here. This is a big-time throw. That's not bad coverage right there. Watch the ball placement. Watch it from this angle. Watch it from this angle. Well, I guess it's the next one. Look at that angle. Look at that ball placement right there. There's not much room for the defense to miss up there. Look at the ball placement there, Denny. That's a phenomenal throw right there. Down the middle with a safety sitting in the middle of the field, too. He doesn't know that that safety's going the other way. As soon as he sees it, though, he knows where that ball's got to go. High, in the seam, and we're lucky that's not a touchdown right there. That's a great ball placement right there by McCord. Who's that guarding what was that, Jimmy Rolder? I think so. Yes. Yes. All
0: right.
1: Here's another one. Remember this play. Again, Johnson against uh, uh, um, Harrison. Two of the best. Yeah. Two of the best. Going head to head. McCord has to step up in the pocket. McCord has to step up in the pocket, throw with his feet moving. That's not an easy thing to do. Oh, heads up. The guys rolling all around. Heads up. <laughs> Eyes down the field, throws the ball, and if it's not for Johnson making interference, that's a that's a touchdown right there. Man, look at the ball placement again. There's nowhere the ball pl- could have been thrown any better. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, and I just threw this one in because I like this. All right. Okay, I'm going to stop sharing that. Now I'm going to show you a couple other oh, ones. There's an Orgy. Yeah, that's why, that's why I, I said that, Denny. I like sharing that one. So I, I want to show you this one. And these are two misses that were touchdowns the other way if he does complete them. Is this the one or is this the one? Okay. Yep, this is it right here. All right. You seeing me, Denny? Yes. This is not the greatest camera angle, but this is a great miss. Because watch, I think this is Colston here. If if he throws it to where Marvin Harris is or is supposed to be on this throw, this thing is going back. I think Marvin Harris was coming in and they had him surrounded every which way. And that's why McCord threw it there to miss that. Then here in this one, here's another good miss. I mean... Good misses are are sometimes very good throws because they could be going back the other way. Here's Wallace. If he throws the ball where it's supposed to be throwing, this is Palm's coverage. If he throws the ball where it's supposed to be throwing, that ball is going back. You see that? Yep. That ball is going back the other way for a touchdown. He misses so that. That's
0: a, good ball. that's a good ball by McCord, you're saying. That's
1: a freaking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's
1: no question that's a good ball. McCord played a hell of a game in this game um, and then was run out. So I think Ohio State still has those same issues, the blame game. Until they get over the blame game and pointing the fingers at other players and coaches, I think they're going to continue having problems because they just lost a really good quarterback.
0: Uh, yeah, Jerry, I could sit there and listen to you and, and watch you go over the film uh, all day long. I love it. Great stuff. Uh, you got me, you know, fired up. Uh, I'm ready to get out there. And uh, I, I know it's a long ways away, but, man, the combine, you got to set up for the weekend. Great job. Denny.
1: Um, hail to the victors. <laughs> It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And if we're done, we are. I love the fans on this. I, I love the fans on this podcast,
0: but I'm going down to get some sun in a minute. Hey, you know, go, go down there and, uh, and, and tell us what it's like down at the beach. There he is. Jerry Diario. smash that like button and tell a friend about, uh, this particular podcast and, uh, and, and get him on here. Let's do it. And we even like the uh the Buckeye Garrison. Hey Garrison, that's um pretty good of you. It is. All right. Thanks so much for watching. Take care. Have a great.